Hello, Steel Cage Universe. Uh, breaking news. Turns out that not all Brits drink tea, which is the whole point of the intro of this podcast. Uh, I am the master of ceremonies sprung, uh, joined by the man from Britain who doesn't drink tea, Sinyak. Is this true? Yeah, I'm starting a revolt. <laughs> oh my god. No, no, that's our people revolted by tossing tea, <laughs> not your people. Damn it. Can't I join your side? Yeah, no shit. So <laughs> does that does that mean I have to change the name of this podcast since it would just be NXT for me and none for you? <laughs> That's a bit of a mouthful. Let's just I think we should just roll with what we have. Let's not change show name every week. That would be dumb. Ah. Uh, oh wait, that happened. But that show doesn't <laughs> exist. Is that show canon on the Steel Cage Network? The uh, uh, the off the oft used uh, NXT show with Greg and Adam and all those guys. It's like an alternate universe, like Batman. It's just a different, it's a different Earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. We definitely don't live on the same planets or the same timelines. <laughs> Speaking of timelines, we are dealing with a very convoluted way that we're doing this because, uh, like we said, we're recording every three to four weeks, basically when whenever we can. Uh, but we have episodes before Takeover. We've got a UK tournament to talk about. And we've got a little bit of looking forward to the next takeover, which is happening at SummerSlam weekend in Brooklyn, which I might be attending, which would be fucking awesome, and I hope it happens. That yeah, that would be great. Yeah, I went. I went to. Uh, I think I went to NXT Brooklyn two, and it was dope. Like I, I just I love anytime you can go to a takeover. They're just such great atmospheres, especially when they're attached to uh, a big pay per view weekend because you got a huge psychopath crowd mm-hmm, nothing nothing sure. be- nothing better yeah was brooklyn two uh, sasha and bailey i think it was wasn't it? no that was no that was brooklyn one. Oh, okay that was, the that was the original all right let's talk about what happened before nxt takeover before we get to the show itself um you claim that there's nothing to talk about and i don't agree whatsoever so what were the what was the thing that you claim we should talk about well, I'll talk about the rest. <laughs> maybe that was me deflecting because I don't remember that much of the past. Well, of these first two weeks, uh, you realize we have we have show notes for a reason, bro. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't kill the business here. <laughs> I know. I try to put a little bit detail so I remember, but it's usually just this was good or this was bad. But um, yeah, see, that's that's why I highlight notes for you, so you go, oh, I remember that terrible thing that happened. <laughs> I, I appreciate everything that you do. Um, <laughs> so let's start off with the bad. No, like the very first thing that happened from these few weeks that we're going to be looking back on, uh, which was that terrible Shayna Baszler promo. What? Yeah, what? get it out of the way because oh, because on the last yeah. episode I talked about how she's not great, but I'm kind of okay with it. She's doing well in her role. They're positioning her right, and then they put her out in front of a crowd with I don't know if they bothered to give her a script or if she just instantly forgot it as she like walk down the ramp but it was terrible you're 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 wasn't it like you're a weirdo you're weird yeah she you're just kept saying like oh weird. yeah she was just like oh what are you crazy like over yeah, and over was, again it was uh, like i keep wanting to compare it as like a female brock lesnar because of her like intimidation without even speaking mm. and she really needs to do more of that like her backstage shit is just great with her presence stop talking like, it's, no, I don't need any of it. Just look menacing, stand over people, and injure people. Like, that's that's her gimmick. She doesn't need to branch out into giving, like, full-on promos. They're just bizarre. It doesn't. It hasn't worked yet. I'm not sure it will. 
clearly she's in developmental for a reason. So yeah. even, even like the backstage after match stuff she did, like um, when they interview her on the weird fake episode that we don't like to talk about, like even that's more natural. Like just let them talk without a script because clearly she can't follow scripts because she gets frazzled and sounds like what we just saw. Yeah, absolutely, because this and all of the Nikki Cross stuff and her stuff at the UK tournament, it was all pretty good. I was pretty interested into it, like going into it as well. But this kind of let some of the air out and, yeah, made me care a little bit less about her character. She didn't come off well at all. Correct. Yeah. Correct. There was a bunch of stuff that surprisingly didn't come off well. It might just be my understand or the way that I think NXT should be booked. But we'll we'll get to that when we talk about the uh, the Forsaken episode that I don't want to give a name or shine any light on, but we kind of have to this time. <laughs> yeah, you made me watch it, so I didn't. Okay. You said let's do an NXT show. <laughs> Therefore, I have to watch it. Whatever, man. Whatever. <laughs> um, anything else that stuck out to you in the first couple episodes before Takeover? Sorry, the lead up to Takeover. Um. Just, just some strong stuff from um, Undisputed Era. Good to see them back on again after having some absence, as we talked about in the last episode. They did the uh, uh, Roderick Strong defeating Danny Birch match. That was really good. Big fan of both of those guys. And it all ended in a big schmoz and that kind of stuff. Um, and then they had the six-man... Oh, no, it was uh, Pete Dunne versus Kyle O'Reilly, which was ridiculous as well. I was going to say, that was... That was- if that were a takeover match, I would probably vote that the match of the night because that oh, was yeah. one of the best NXT. That was one of the best NXT matches in a long time. Like mm-hmm. Kyle O'Reilly, when he came in, he was diddly d Kyle O'Reilly to me, and like he's really, really worked on his his craft, and he is just a total. Like I could see him being a future NXT champion easily. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I wouldn't be mad about that if they did it right. It would totally work. Yeah, yeah. If anybody is to split off from the undisputed era and become a single star, I mean Adam Cole already is, but like I, I could see Cole O'Reilly as a, a, a major, major feud down the line. That would be very interesting, definitely. Yeah, he, he stopped doing the "I'm taking a shit" face, which is great because <laughs> that's all I can remember from him in ROH. He made that stupid same like. Looked like he was taking a poop. And I'm like, I can't take you seriously making this this face like six or seven times a match. It was he awful. kind of, in a weird way, like the way that he moves is like the way he's very sort of slack and stuff like that. Kind of reminds me of Ambrose. Which yeah, he, is, he does have he does have the unhinged quality to yeah. his, uh, his in ring work. Yeah, which makes me wonder if they were to split him off, uh, what kind of alignment they would give him? Would they try and turn him face or what? Yeah, who knows? yeah I, I think he actually might work like like a Dean Ambrose type thing where he is technically a face, but he does like awkward, like just weird shit that you're like, he's not really a bad guy, he's just a weird guy. He's just a weird guy who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. that's a that's a good uh, segue into the the, the, the twink, twink something? We can't call them Twink Machine anyway because they're just the mighty, so they're the Twinkies? <laughs> sure. I, I, I know we have to talk about before, and this all melts together with that that fake episode. I want to get it out of the way now. Sure, they should not have lost that match. I yes, am really, I especially with especially with where NXT is, the tag division is going. I am really mad that they didn't 
because the whole thing they were doing beforehand leading up was this whole cheating to win and then getting called out on one of these episodes uh, by whatever. What are, what are we calling them? The, the war? The war team? Team war? <laughs> You've got to put face paint in that name somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> paint, paint, war paint. paint. number? Yeah, war paint. <laughs> how, about M- how about MS war paint? <laughs> That's perfect. Anyway, so yeah, they, they, they called out Tweak Machine to have that great, pre-show match which technically is the following week which come on your whole gimmick is turning them heel letting them cheat to win you've got this hot new face tag team who's clearly rising up the ranks but you don't want to just run them over your new heel tag team like what the fuck are you doing it was it was stupid like they're getting over so give them something to do by giving them like adversaries to chase nope just eat through the new the new team that's yeah it was dumb it was it was so it was still it was made more bizarre by the fact with whole this whole nxt uk thing where they gave mustache mountain the belts which means we're gonna have undisputed era chasing them again which means the MS Warpaint can't get a fucking title match right now. Mm. So what was the point of any of this? Yeah, because they're going to like if you want to keep them relevant, they're going to need a program. So exactly. they should have lost. The, it's the, exactly the program should have been. God damn it, you cheated. Somehow they need to avoid each other until SummerSlam, and then they'll have the actual tag match that matters on the next takeover. Yeah, it's like, I just booking one hundred and one. Exactly. It bothered me a lot more than anything has on NXT in a while, booking-wise, only because they usually get these things right. Yeah, for sure. Or at least if, if they were going to win, like, maybe one of the Twinks gets injured somehow, like, because a, a, one of them one of them's coming off a major injury, right? Yes, that's why they're suddenly back on TV. I, I forget who and what it was, but they were missing for a long time. One of the, I think he blew. I think he blew on his knee. I think it was. Yeah, it, it was a leg. Knee. It was definitely a leg injury of some kind. <laughs> he he's out with a leg. He's out with a leg. Well, we can't find the other one. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know where it went. Can we can we talk about the fact that uh, one of your least favorite human beings showed up on uh, one of the episodes before NXT Takeover? Ugh. Awful. Just yeah. You gonna Just, you gonna mention who it is? I don't no. want to say it. Yeah. Come on, be a, be a man. Mention I talk about who I hate all the time. I, I'm very open about my hatred of of the trash Sullivans and all of those people in the world. Are we talking about Lacey Evans versus Kyrie Sane? Because I don't like either of them. So oh no, that's not even who I was talking about. Oh, I was okay. talking about somebody else. No, I was talking about Aaliyah. Oh. Like what the fuck? What the fuck is that piece of shit doing on my TV? I don't know. Why is her gimmick? I have a new gimmick every week. Yeah, I'm always like, I'm always excited. I'm always fake excited when I hear new music. Like when a woman's match is going, I'm like, oh, who's this? Oh, it's Aaliyah again. <laughs> it's Aaliyah with her seventh theme song. Yeah, and like the hair keeps changing and the outfit keeps changing. And then she had like bunny ears and cat ears and like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it was, it was again, another one of these things that she's done that's completely forgettable because I thought you were talking about something else. So pretty much says it all that. It was just there uh, to build up the other pre-show match as well, so it's whatever. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. She was the jo- jobber du jour, I guess. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I can't, I can't deal with that. I really, I, I, she just, I know that NXT needs jobbers, but stop trying to like work on her. Just make her a jobber. Like, give her one thing, job her yeah. out. 
I'm happy. Yeah, stop trying to reinvent her. She's got her place. Just use her as she is. Exactly. We talk all the time about people needing some kind of enhancement talent, but also being on NXT. That's she's the perfect one. Mm-hmm. She's and honestly, perfectly capable. With these kind of jobber characters, eventually they will. If if it's going to happen, they'll will get over organically. Like take a Heath Slater or something. They'll find a small thing that changes their character, and they'll have their short little run in the sun, if you like, and stop trying to reinvent her into something major and just kind of let it be. And if it will be, it will be. And if it won't, whatever. She's really young. She's been there ages. She's got plenty of time left. Just, it's kind of whatever. Especially when you've got so many other more interesting characters that you could be spending more effort on. Because we had the Bianca Belair and Dakota Kai match, which again like you've put here, hot, hot, hot push, which is totally fair. She's ridiculously over, which is uh, wasn't really surprising if you've seen the Mae Young Classic onwards till now. It's been a very uh, steep climb. If you like, like she's gone to the top really fast, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, th- I think over. I actually, I actually think looking forward, I think she's in line for the title shot next, I believe, or something with Candice LeRae against her, maybe. Getting yeah, that, getting that win back from when she was a uh, she was distracted like a month or so ago. That weird match they had, but never explained again. Sure, that was, that's true. That was really bizarre. Uh, anyways, the only thing I wanted to mention real quick before we move on to actual takeover because this match didn't have any blow blow off before or after takeover. Um, EC3 interrupting Cash Zono's photo shoot, which was fucking hysterical, <laughs> and it it just is exactly exemplifies what I like about XT. I say it all the time. Weird interactions that seem natural and make sense for why we have matches. Like, mm-hmm. why are he goes? Why are you shooting him? Like, okay, there you go. There's a match. Yeah, I I pretty much reacted the exact same way when I saw it on TV. I was like, God, I love NXT just because everything's natural and it feels like its own little pocket universe where these characters exist all of the time, and not just Kurt Angle comes out and says, "Wait, wait, wait. Okay, we're going to have a match." on the fly like things happen timeline wise that make sense and they all just yeah it's all just logical yeah i actually i actually thought this i thought this that interaction uh whatever four weeks ago at this point was leading up to one of those fake matches on the uh the following takeover sure but uh they just blew it off right away so i was like oh that's that's a little odd that they're doing that but what are you what are you gonna do like tv feuds if you like so. No, I know, but when you when you know NXT, I guess NXT does that. They're unpredictable with like they're building up, building up. You're like, oh no, we just blew it off. Like we didn't wait till takeover. We just naturally did it. Yeah, that's they always yeah. they always like to they like to keep you on your toes with that shit. They don't yeah, always definitely. build to a pay, a pay per view match. They always are predict they're they're projecting to the following week or past a takeover, which is it keeps it fresh, which is nice. Yeah, it's part of what we were saying before about it. Uh makes you want to tune in every week. This is true. I don't I don't miss an NXT and uh, I pretty much watch it as soon as it comes out. So they're doing something right. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to, let's get to takeover because it is the uh, the main event for NXT in general, uh, even though the weekly episodes are so good that takeovers are just like icing on the cake at this point. Yeah. Um I thought the show was solid all the way through. I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was one of the best, but it was clearly better than any 
like regular old like WWE paper. Oh like, god, top yeah, yeah. Like even at NXT's so-called worst, which this wasn't, uh, you wouldn't even be anywhere near the main roster pay-per-view sort of average. Uh, but again, I agree. It's, it, it definitely wasn't the best takeover, but it was definitely enjoyable. There was lots of cool stuff in it that we can go through. Um, yeah, we, we, I, I, don't, I mean, we don't have to go top to bottom, but no, I, for sure. I, do want, I do want to talk about what is at the top. The Undisputed Era against Oni and Danny was fucking incredible. Yep, that's uh, like, fair to I, say that lived up to my expectation because I kind of knew it was going to be great, and it was. Well, yeah, because every time they've had some kind of interaction in the ring, whether it was a six-man tag or pieces wrestling each other, mm-hmm. they always just beat the fuck out of each other, and it was believable, and it was hard-hitting, and just like the guys were putting everything out there in every interaction they had, and you just knew this was going to be just beyond words yeah absolutely and, and it's kind of almost like a feel-good moment even even if they didn't win it's like to see Oni on takeover he's he's probably had a takeover match like a long time ago when he first debuted but it feels like he hasn't really gotten that spot or that chance and Danny Birch even less so he's been in NXT since like day one and I'm pretty sure this is his takeover debut so it was pretty cool and they got that moment at the end and yeah, that was a really nice, feel-good moment. But in terms of the match itself, incredible stuff. I, I can honestly... I, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do with this tag team moving forward. Because, like, having them still be a tag team but also just be, like, guys that have each other's back is something interesting because you can put them in, in any title hunt you want at any time and they're still together. Like, it's, it's, same, it's the same with the Undisputed Era. Like... It doesn't matter if they have the tag titles or not. One of them could be fighting for the NXT championship. Adam Cole has his belt. But you feel like at any time they could tag up and go for the tag titles. Like You have yeah. so many different directions. You're not, you're not just like a main roster team where you go, they're a tag team. They are a tag team. That's yeah. it. That's the, the, the hole they live in now. Just to push them in there. Yeah, I totally get it. Like You could theoretically see one of them potentially challenge for the North American Championship. And then by the time that the Tag Team Classic rolls back around, put them back together again, because why not? They're, they're, they're friends and they tag together. So, yeah, I don't know how much they're going to use them from here on out, but as long as there's still that association, it's all good. Yeah, that, that's that's a great thing to have. Like, hey, it's, in, it's, it's here if you need it. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know what NXT needs moving forward. There's a lot of moving pieces. And uh, I'm always excited for what they're going to do. Which is something I can't say about another show. Or <laughs> multiple shows that exist it's in very wrestling. True. Yeah. Very, was, very true. I was probably a little bit too excited also for, speaking of match on this card, for Ricochet and uh, Velveteen Dream. Because yeah, what is, your, what is your fucking problem? So, okay... I, I thought it was really good. I did enjoy it, definitely, but I think I was expecting it to be this huge blow-off thing. And you said Why? on the main Steel Cage show that you wanted them to hold back, and you're totally right. And in retrospect, I look at it now and go, okay, that's kind of what it should be. They were holding back a bit, and perhaps that's where I was a little bit disappointed, a strong word, but like, it didn't live up to my expectations. And it's intentional, pretty much. Because it's a tease yeah. for 
further matches potentially with belts on the line. So my initial reaction was, oh, that wasn't the crazy spot fest of ridiculousness that I expected. But that doesn't mean it's a bad thing by any means. It was still crazy, but like you could clearly tell that they're like, don't put it all out there. This is going to continue in some aspect for the next like year or so while they're both still there. For sure. Like, honestly, in a way, it, it must be difficult to sort of dial it back sometimes and keep that control. So fair play to them for doing that. Yeah, I... I think that I looked at it differently only because I did say that and I did actually believe they were going to hold back. So my expectations weren't, oh my God, this is going to be the best match I've ever seen. It was, they're going to go out there, put on a hell of a show, do more of the emotional work in this match as opposed to the crazy spot fest, like you said. Yeah. And that's that's what came across. It was a lot of like yelling and talking in the ring and focus on character work and, and all that. I don't remember what... Uh, Velpatine yelled something at him in a big moment, but it's been so long at this point, I forgot what it was. Yeah, oh, I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. My memory yeah, is terrible. Like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, you aren't, you aren't the dream. Or so I forget what he said. But anyways, that's the kind of stuff I like with Velpatine. Dream. He's very vocal in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and which, it's always nice to see him bring something new to every single major match like this. Is like, even if it's just in the way that he dresses. Like with this time, he had the older. Uh, Prince Puma tights on and stuff like that, and the, the Hulkamania stuff, and that's oh always God. something that's fun. Yeah, we, we have to talk about that. Thank you for bringing that up, because I didn't actually write that in my notes, but I'm glad glad you jogged my memory. I read that those were actually the, the real Prince Puma tights. I mean, I guess so. I don't see why not. Well, because, yeah, they put they put the side-by-side, and I'm like, those look close, and then I look closer, I'm like, no, those are exact. Yeah, I'm like, pretty sure they got to be. <laughs> yeah, I doubt. I doubt they had another pair made. Like, wouldn't he have just said, "Hey, can I borrow your tights?" And yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Why not? <laughs> like, but yeah, the, the imagine the, that backstage. Oh, like, this guy comes up to you, like, "Can I have your tights from this show?" And Ricochet's just like, uh, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> but the uh, the Hulkamania thing. I actually, um, I don't know if you saw this. The first two minutes of this match were a mirror image of the Hulk Hogan rock match yes. from WrestleMania. Yeah, the, the stare down and the looking into the yep. crowd. <laughs> yep. I was like, man, that I'm like, I remember some of the stuff. And I looked at the video, I'm like, oh, it's exactly, they did it like move for move. <laughs> I'll need to watch a side-by-side, but that's pretty great. Like totally there, that needless, is, it, no, but fantastic. Yeah, there, there was a, well, because they, Ricochet is compared to The Rock, basically. Yeah, yeah. He kind of has the look, and he's also the char- charisma guy. And then, clearly, Velveteen Dream is going off the, the Hogan thing, because uh, Hogan said he didn't have the charisma when he was on Tough Enough, which is really fucking funny. Yeah. yeah that's, how out of touch Hulk, that's, that's how out of touch Hulk Hogan is. He actually like mentioned him on Twitter, like, yeah, brother, we could be like a tag team. And Ricochet's like, all right. And Velveteen Dream's like, yeah, thanks, no. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, well, Hogan and black guys, let's not go there. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, I, w- I wasn't going there, you brought it up. <laughs> so anyway, do you want to give any props to uh, your favorite man, Trash Sullivan, for fighting through a main event with a broken jaw? I actually was way more impressed when I heard about that. Because, mm. although I don't know if that, I don't believe that he broke it really that, that early, because he... There was a point in the match where you noticed him like bleeding from the face, but yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't until like the very end. I I thought it was the first black mass he took to the face. 
Like I was convinced that's what did it. Right. I, I'm I'm interested to go back and kind of see if you can pinpoint the moment or if anyone's tried to do that successfully. But yeah, looking back on it, it is odd because he really don't, did only start bleeding at the end and it was kind of unclear what had happened. In terms of I, the match I, quality though, I think they did a pretty good job. I think it was I think it was alright. Yeah, this this is one of those things where you're like you didn't I didn't have any expectations. Like they had one terrible segment True. and then one pretty good segment leading up to this match. But yeah, I didn't I I would have I would have expected anything from a terrible match to like, oh that was pretty good and we got somewhere in between. Yeah. Like I, I understood they were going to make Black an underdog in this, but they really went out of their way to like show off how much of a behemoth Lars, or excuse me, Trashovan is. Yeah, so it was interesting. Like we said, it's one and done. Let's move on now. Yeah, except the, the only unfortunate part, like the match would have been much better if that fucking terrible botch on the first uh, Black Mast didn't happen. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it was, that was weird. I don't know who was out of position for that, but man, did he whiff on it. Yeah, he really did. Gladly, when Oof. it's like a botch at the beginning of the match, you can get back into a rhythm and almost like start again. So, Yeah, thankfully thankfully he didn't botch the, uh, the, like the back-to-back. Actual finish. Yeah, the back-to-back. I did like that, though. The one that didn't really phase him, but it put him down on one knee to take another one right to the face. That was, that was a well-done ending. Mm. And, uh, and believable, too, because you're not going to try to pin him after one. You're going to be like, what do I need to do? Oh, let's just kick him again in the face. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was, it was fine. Like you say, didn't have huge expectations. And uh, we knew it wasn't going to be the main event. So it wasn't like the whole show was hanging around it. So, yeah, it was good. True. Solid. True. All right. Let's, uh, before we get to the main event, uh, Baszler, Nikki Cross was, uh, it was okay. Yeah, it, it happened. was okay. It's good to know that Nikki Cross is into uh, into BDSM. That's exciting. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's kind of strange. Like, I mean, it makes sense the way they ended, but I did wonder. Oh, hey, they're not bringing her up to SmackDown with the rest of Sanity because they're going to make her champion, maybe. And I guess not. Yeah, I was like, even or even the other way around. Like, well, that may have been her send off, but then she didn't show up. You're like, uh, oh, okay. yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very strange. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. I, sh- I don't think I, I did like her passing out. Maybe that'll let her at least stay around a little longer and kind of maybe gain, uh, gain some respect from Shayna Baszler, and then maybe that leads to another match down the line. But Perhaps, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They've got so many women they're trying to build now. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just kind of get distracted and go. Anyway, let's go to Candice LeRae or some things. Which would be a shame, because like I say, it's a very odd way. We were expecting so much, like, not so much, but expecting so many other outcomes. Just odd. It was just weird. But it was fine. Strange NXT booking. Mm. All right, let's move, let's move to that uh, main event we mentioned earlier. Ciampa Gargano. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just, just think. Things and feelings and emotions and... Just, Blood, sweat, and tears, and just, ah, uh, it's so good. It blows my mind that it gets better every single time, pretty much. Like, I, one of my favorite matches of all time, I'll go down on record as saying, the, is their Cruiserweight Classic match. Mostly for the storytelling that was happening at the time, with the them um, being involved in the tag division as well, and it <clears throat> looking like it might maybe 
come to a head with them breaking up there. And then obviously that will happen much later. But this really long story that has just only gotten better and better, like culminating with all this crazy stuff with the, the wedding ring and all of that. Yeah, feelings. Definitely feelings. So many feelings. Um, I did really like, there were a couple parallels in this match that I liked that kind of, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little bit of an audible and we're going to talk about the episode that we just saw uh, last week sure. on NXT TV before we talk about the UK stuff. Um, but I want to talk about the parallels we saw from their last match and or, you know, it was the last match they had. Um, when, no, I guess that was before that. When Johnny put uh, Champa through the table on the out, like on the way outside in like the production area, it was pretty much the exact replica of when Gargano did it to him after they, they broke up. Remember that? It was like the exact same thing where he was, he was sitting on top of a table overlooking the carnage while they were putting him on a stretcher. It's the exact same picture. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. And they sort of played with the whole knee brace thing as well, which was part of the finish last time. And the the other thing I noticed was uh, in their last match, they pull, uh, Champa pulled up the padding around the ring to expose the concrete. And then he ended up taking the DDT on the concrete, which basically led to the ending. Mm. Uh, th- this time, Champa pulled up the padding on the ring only to have it help him win the match at the end. So they pretty much flipped the script on, well, Champa's dastardly, he's doing this thing, it's going to come back to bite him, and it turns out it actually helped him win the match at the end. Yeah, Even while actually, he was, I, while I he was handcuffed. Yeah, I didn't think about that one, but that's totally true. They're masters of the long-term storytelling, and just the small stuff like that, sprinkling in that if you don't know the full history and you haven't seen all the matches, it's going to be great. But if you have seen everything, it's just kind of like a, a wink and a nod, like, this is for you guys. Yeah, fight forever. Yeah, uh, yeah both NXT and New Japan do that really well. Like, yeah. a lot of the long-term stories where it's like, these, are the, these guys have wrestled five times, but if you watch their fourth match, you'll know what's going on in the fifth one. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. I like that stuff. Yeah, that's totally true. Shout out to uh, the Kenny Okada match. They had plenty of that in it as well. Correct. Correct. All right, so we're we're gonna audible real quick to uh, last last NXT we saw because um, a lot of Champa Gargano stuff bled into that episode and moving forward. So I want to talk about that real quick. Um, Champa and Black should not be allowed to have promos against one another because it's not fair. Yeah, at all. I didn't hate it, but you could see the difference definitely. Yeah, Champa yeah. is clear. Champa in in his time at ROH and clearly having been on t- like a TV wrestling product is so much more polished than a guy like Alistair Black, who like is a PWG guy and an indie guy. Like they've given him this this spotlight, but again, I don't think he's ready to be de- like delivering scripted promos on this type type of uh like. Scenario. I just, I, I didn't like it. I, it, it was so obvious how out of his league he was, and I, I don't, I don't know. I think he should just be the mysterious guy who doesn't wear a suit and just like kicks people's heads off. See, I don't have a problem with the whole wearing a suit and coming out and talking to the crowd thing that some people do. Maybe it's just because it's the WWE system of uh, trying to make characters get over with the crowd, like. They they can be difficult with faces sometimes. They don't really know how to do it always. 
But when it comes to trading verbal blows with one of the best promos in that uh, developmental system or whatever we're calling it, um, yeah, that, that was a bit of a silly decision. They should have had Jumper just come out and shit talk him and Black chase him off or something. I don't know. Just anything where Black talks the least. Correct. Correct. Make it stop. Uh, but that that led into uh, you could kind of tell with the match, the actual match to take over. Gargano's losing it. Like he's going to a place where I don't know if he's going to come back from, and I'm assuming that's where this whole storyline's going, where he breaks in some way, and it's just like either causes him to be like kicked out of NXT or has another like loser leaves town type match where he gets called up, but. Man, they're doing some really interesting things with him. Like, I need another match with Ciampa, and it leads to something else. And clearly, he's gonna get it. He's gonna get into that title match, right? If they're gonna do Black Ciampa, I'm assuming Gargano's gonna like weasel his way in, right? Yeah, it's there's a it's very odd, like you say, because there's the whole number one contenders match going on when Gargano wants to fight Ciampa, and Ciampa is also had that promo off with Black, so there's some, it could honestly be a fatal four-way, but that would be really weird, um, kind of takes the focus away from the Gargano Champa story, unless they somehow manage to split the focus there, and kind of have those two battling out, and not really paying attention to the title picture, maybe, that could be kind of fun, but, yeah, I don't but know. that's, that's the, that's the best thing with NXT, you could have two, like, full, like, if EC3 ends up, like, somehow inserting himself in the title picture, you could have him and Aleister Black on their own and then Gargano and Ciampa on their own in the same Fatal 4-Way, and it works. Yeah, uh, that would be a cool way to do it, but it's more likely that Gargano loses this number one contenders match, I would guess, but I don't know. It's, it's NXT, like you say. Got to watch next week. Anything's possible. But yeah, they're clearly going somewhere. They've already done so much with these two that I dread to think what the hell they're going to do for what is, I guess, their last match, but it's going to be something special yeah we never well we never know we talk about last matches but who the hell knows maybe they'll have like 18 on the main roster no idea <laughs> yeah but no Sammy Zane and Kevin i yeah no shit <laughs> literally literally fight forever with them <laughs> i'm assuming they'll each have their retirement matches against one another probably the same with gargano champa wouldn't be surprised yeah most likely all right, before we move on from uh, NXT TV, uh, what the fuck with Kona Reeves? I'm already over it. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I can't lie. I did not really pay that much attention to this segment, which is why that's I what don't I'm say that's, Kona that's Reeves what I'm saying. defeats some I guy, it. I guess. No, I saw it, and I'm like, oh, they're still trying to do this, aren't they? Nope, yeah. I'm out. It doesn't seem like they're adding anything to it, and like as it goes along, it's just kind of, I have a gimmick. And that's it, which I kind of figured from the start wasn't going to work. And yeah, I I have a I'm going to put on my NXT like conspiracy booking hat. I think they didn't like whoever came up with the with the finest name tag or whatever their like line they're going with clearly did not notice that Bianca Belair is the est like she's the <laughs> est. So Kona Reeves should ask for permission to be called the finest. And I hope I hope this ends with Bianca Belair coming out mid match and beating the shit out of him. And, and that's the last we see. Correct. Yeah, the same thing with a like it's like a, a Dan Matha callback. Yeah, hit him so hard his gimmick just disappears. It just like vanishes. 
oh, that'd be amazing if, if the following week he comes out as like Kona Reeves <laughs> Island guy again. Yeah, and they never like <laughs> mention. Don't yeah, don't don't acknowledge it. Just let it happen. Punch him so hard that like the stupid shirt or jacket or whatever it is, and his sunglasses come off, and then next week he just doesn't have them. She knocked the gimmick right. She knocked the gimmick right out of him. Exactly. Oh, that's such a that's such a that's such a great idea. Oh, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm almost disappointed that we have to move on from NXT because that is fucking hysterical. <laughs> well, one last thing, just to tie things up with what I was saying when we started, uh, the Undisputed Era had another fantastic match on the most recent episode of NXT, but obviously that ties back to the UK stuff where they were a prominent part of the entire two-day event. In Correct. Fact, the second talk, we, day we was just a takeover, let's face it. Oh, yeah. So day two was a, an actual takeover, which was so bizarre because of the timing. Like, oh, we had a takeover uh, four days ago. Here's mm. another one. I'm fine. Spoil me. Just spoil me. I'm, you know. Yeah, no, no shit. When, when it's this good... <laughs> Just keep just keep giving it to me. Yeah. What did you Perfect. think of day one, though? I guess we won't get into too much detail with it, but yeah, I mean, we could we could talk about like things we liked, things we didn't like. I I wasn't really familiar with a lot of the guys on this show, as I'm assuming most people who watch this who aren't into the UK wrestling scene uh, had the same experience. Um, I only remember seeing Jordan Devlin uh, wrestle like one or two matches and be like basically Finn Balor light, which is kind of odd. Um, yeah, I, had, I think he I was at last no, I had, I think he was at last year's tournament. Yeah, he did. He made it to like the sec, uh, second round, I think. Mm. Something like that. Anyways, he was like, he was there. I was like, oh, I know him. Okay, cool. Um, I had heard of the Coffee Brothers before. I've seen some of their work. Um, big fan of those guys. Uh, Travis Banks yells too much. I, I he it took me out of it honestly. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like I, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you then, because really all, all that I knew of was the Coffee Brothers, pretty much, and and the guys that had appeared previously on the last year's one. That's that's pretty much it. But I feel like they picked correctly with the general advancements of the brackets, and they've selected some guys that it's like, well, not everybody can make it to the final, but we're going to do something with you. So in terms of the Coffee Brothers turning them uber heel and stuff, so yeah, it was good. It was. Didn't blow me away, but it was good. The the only guy I really like was like, ooh, I want to know more about this guy is Flash Morgan Webster. Like, yeah, he's a fucking psychopath. Like, just his his in ring style is just like it's 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 what Dean Ambrose should be. Like, it's all over yeah. the place. He's kind of just like a, a human missile. You're like, oh, what's he doing? Oh, what's that? Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I just want to see more of him. I just, wonder. Just, I don't, how that gimmick is going to translate. I mean, I guess it doesn't have to translate to an American audience particularly because they're doing a separate UK show, but it's such a very, that's such an like English gimmick or I guess British gimmick. It's kind of hilarious. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it is, I mean, we, we can talk, we can just talk about it right now. It is NXT UK. Um, I haven't approved this with uh, the, the boss, uh, Josh, but, we're covering NXT UK. I'm sorry, guys. If yes. you wanted to cover it, NXT is in our name. It's NXT for two, which includes NXT UK for two. It's about T for fuck's sake. It's our show. This was pretty much decided, like, literally from the offset, because, like you say, 
we've got the clearance for it in the name. But I even went into the group chat and was like, hey, so this is a thing, right? And nobody argued, so therefore we're doing it. I mean, yeah, we're, we're going to watch it. You're going to one of the set of tapings, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's going to be my first uh, wrestling event that isn't just a tiny indie show in like 11 years. <laughs> so that's going to be nice. fun. I don't know yeah, what well, the terms of like... Obviously, nobody knows what the TV deal is, if there is one, and when it's going to be broadcast on the network or whatever. But the taping is literally the first taping at the end of this month. So when we reconvene in about a month's time, um, I'll be able to talk about it a little bit, I guess. But we'll see. Like how sweet. I'm, we want to go. I'm, I'm, ex I'm excited for you. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it should be fun. Looking forward um, to I taking did like my shoes off and uh, holding them in the air. Yeah, we got tied. That was one of the like. I had no inkling of who Zach Gibson was no, at all. I have no and idea. They fucking hate him. Yeah, he must be super over in whatever scene he's come from because, yeah, I don't know. He he didn't come across as like an uber heel as soon as he come out like some characters do. But the crowd were just like, "Yeah, we're gonna boo the shit out of you," so they must know who he is. And the evolution oh, clearly, of that, yeah. the evolution of that chant from "If you hate Gibson, stand up" to "Sit down," to "Shoes off" is <laughs> that sums up British wrestling crowds quite well. Yeah, the best part about that chant was like it was pretty quiet for the first couple of times, and then one guy on the main camera side held his shoe up in the air, and then it got super loud, and everybody took their shoes off. I was like, "Oh, that caught on real quick." Yeah, yeah. It's, I could I couldn't tell what they were saying the first couple times. I was like, "If you hate Gibson, what? Like, what are they saying?" And I saw a shoe, and I'm like, "Oh shit, this is happening." <laughs> it's a hive mind. Like my other favorite chant from the entire event was, and we've seen the videos now of Moro getting like really into his commentary that he's like like jumping all over the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I guess it also happened to Nigel at one point during think it was the main event of the second day because the crowd started chanting sit down nigel <laughs> <laughs> there, there were also awesome. a couple there were also a couple mama mia chants during like big big spots too. yeah I love yeah that. yeah, yeah the, the the british crowd is going to make that show incredible even if it's like a subpar show mm -hmm. it's uh, like, more than anything else just the fact that obviously the British crowds are really loud anyway, but because we haven't had any WWE stuff here, really, like we had one pay-per-view in 2003 or whatever it was, and we get a Raw and a SmackDown twice a year, having an actual British show could be really interesting to see how the crowd plays out over time. Like, will they calm down in six months' time when we're used to it, or is it going to be this crazy forever? This is true. Um, any... any any major takeaways from the, uh, I, I guess we can sort of call it the first NXT UK show episode, but it really was, I mean, it was, like you said, it was, it was really a takeover. It was a hybrid, like takeover mm. UK event sort of, but, and anything that stood out to you? Well, they're establishing some people, obviously they had a few different matches with like Flash coming back from the tournament and they had uh, featured some of the women with Tony Storm as well, which was fantastic. She's um, the best. So they're doing I a really love, good job. I love Tony Storm. Yeah, she's a... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Obviously, we have no idea what the specifics are with the new championships that are apparently going to exist, but I'm absolutely sure she'll be going straight for that new belt. Yeah, uh, it's like when, uh, when, they, when they debuted the uh, NXT Women's title. Uh, you're like, oh yeah, Paige is getting that. And it's like, oh no, here it is, Paige. You can get this title. <laughs> yeah, pretty the same much. Same thing, Tony, Tony Storm. Here you are. Here's your title. Just welcome. 
Yeah, that's exactly what I'm expecting. Yeah, it was a lot of establishing some characters and uh, yeah, it was like a big tease half of it in terms of the UK stuff and then the rest of it was just fantastic matches with the, uh, the Undisputed Era and such. And I guess also Johnny Saint, the terrible general manager. <laughs> Oh, I feel so bad. Like I know. Clearly he means so much to British wrestling, but like William Regal also means a lot to British wrestling. So why isn't he also the general manager? That would That's be cool, bizarre. but yeah, you'd have to fly him back and forth so much. I don't know if they'd be No, but not not really though. Like what do you think I mean he works at the PC. Well yeah, but all the I'm, tapings I'm not... are gonna be out all over the UK. So. No, I I know, but you're all, if you're doing it, what, once every four weeks, right? Is it once a month the tapings are? For like uh, two days? Yeah, I think so, maybe. Yeah, so what the fuck? Who gives a shit? Yeah, just fly him out there. And, and you could do the things where he does like backstage segments where he just announces matches like he does on NXT TV. Yeah. He doesn't actually need to be in the building. Yeah, that's true. I do wonder if they'll perhaps do that or like maybe this is fantasy booking in a way or whatever, but uh, if the 205 Live division does fall apart sometime this year or next, why not just send, uh, what are we calling him, Spud Maverickson over, give him something to do? That would uh, work. No, it was Spud's Big Maverickson. I sure, think that. Well, that could yeah, work that. too. Like they're, well, they, they're transferring a few 205 Live guys over to the UK, I guess. But they're not transferring them because Noam Dar just made a return on uh, 205 Live as well. Oh, so. okay. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, I, I just read that from today because I, I, I noticed him show up and I'm like, oh, so they're going to do both. But yeah, no, they made a big deal about Noam Dari. He's apparently the number one contender now for the NXT UK title. Um, and also uh, Jack Gallagher is going to probably be a mainstay of this division moving forward as well. Mm, interesting stuff, definitely. I'm I'm certainly excited to see where it goes. Um, I like the product. I like that they were getting into storylines like right off the bat they're like yeah. oh these are people you should pay attention to moving forward mm -hmm. absolutely that yeah they've put the people they already have faith in, in in multiple matches and they had that like i say the segment where they had the coffee brothers sort of align and turn heel and yeah they're setting things up much in the same way that nxc does and goes okay this is why you need to watch it, it wasn't just a self-contained thing there's plenty of little like things to grab onto there and move forward with also big surprise because I, uh, I, I didn't have much of this spoiled for me at all i knew that zach gibson was in the final but i must have like misunderstood because i figured he won so the main event finish was kind of a surprise to me which is a welcome surprise but a surprise oh you figured you thought he beat pete Dunne? yeah i must have misread something and i was scrolling through facebook and trying to avoid spoilers and someone i knew went to the show and was talking about it and i was trying to scroll past, but I, I thought I read that Zach Gibson won, and I, I guess I misread, so that was kind of nice. But I didn't see the spoiler for the uh, tag team titles, which apparently WWE just told everyone about in advance. Yeah, those. I, that's how I saw it. I fucking saw it from WWE, idiots. Yeah, well, gladly I don't follow any of their social medias, so I completely missed that, and this, again, actually surprised me. Yeah, dumb. I love that match. was incredible. It was great. It was really, really good. I was so sure that those guys are going to be like a big part of NXT UK, but who knows now, considering they have the, the major NXT tag. Yeah, game. that's... I actually, before, before we wrap up this episode, I do want to talk about the idea of are these separate brands? Because I don't think they are, because I think the term NXT 
is tying them together in a way that you're you're going to think of them as different like offshoots of one roster. That would be like, fantastic. That would be perfect, actually. I, I I feel like the reason they gave Mustache Mountain the titles was a to create like buzz for the upcoming UK brand, but also as a way to tie the two rosters together, like quite literally with hey, these guys from this brand have to defend on NXT. Yeah, it's I hadn't thought of it that way, but it's funny because we sort of praise the main roster at the minute for actually keeping their brand split kind of rigid and not crossing them over all the time. But some fluidity between the two NXTs would actually be really interesting. Yeah, because I, I, I didn't like the fact that random people were challenging for the NXT UK title which it, it made no sense to me. But now that it's on its own brand, like you could have people from NXT go to the UK tapings and challenge for it in Britain. Mm. Like that should be how you use that title. Don't bring it over to the NXT show. Defend it on your home turf. It should only be defended on those tapings or on a takeover that happens over there. Yeah, is that, if that's the case, then I guess that also solves the problem of are we going to have takeover-esque events in the UK? Not we don't wouldn't need them if they're kind of a part of the same roster, if you like. And yeah, we just expand the takeover events. Apparently, there's a rumor that they might be making takeover longer, so that actually adds some credence to that. Yeah, I I would love it if they started doing that, which would also quickly get the rumor mill uh, going on the fact that they might get a take. Like, if you're not getting a WWE pay per view, whatever. But if you get a takeover in Britain somewhere like mm-hmm. that would be incredible. Well, we like a full on a full on takeover. Was there not takeover London before? That was like three years ago. It was. Point, wasn't it? That was a that was a while ago. Yeah, but you're right. They could put one in every now and then, once a year, once that's every two I'm, years. That's what I'm saying. Because if you have the brand and it actually is working, why not start doing it once a year? For sure. Make, make it make it one of your like major shows. That would be totally fine with me. Oh god, I'm so excited now. Now I have another reason to come back come back to London. I haven't been in Absolutely. a couple of years. Absolutely, it's uh, Perfect. yeah. I'm I'm in, I'm interested because it's like I say, it's been a long time since I've been to like a big wrestling event. So I'm interested to see how how that goes and how that feels. But moving forward, that could become a regular occurrence. Honestly, I'm I'm excited. All right, before we wrap up this show, of course, we need to talk about the uh, the thing of the last couple weeks that uh, really stood out for you. And what was it, Sinek? What was it for you? <laughs> I'm a big fan of uh, Shane Thorne's spiky bad boy hair that he's got. Oh, get the f- <laughs> what the f- what the fuck? I really hope that's not your actual thing because you're just trying to piss me off. <laughs> well, it's I wor- it worked. I succeeded. So um, oh, I don't know. There's so much to pick from, like with both of those shows and everything. Jeez, uh, I'm actually. I think I would go with Mustache Mountain and their entire. Uh, appearances over the last few weeks we had um them in the six-man tag with ricochet and undisputed era but of course them actually taking the belts off them which was obviously a lot of people knew that but i think most people have said that even though they knew it the match was fantastic and for me personally not knowing it that blew my mind so and yeah, you, again, luck, you lucky lucky fucker yeah i did get lucky but yeah again it feeds into the speculation about what NXT UK and the quote-unquote regular NXT 
uh, how they're going to interact with each other. So that's all exciting to me. What about you? Uh, well, my favorite thing actually happened before TakeOver. Um, it was the Pete Dunne-Kyler rally match because, holy shit, those two have chemistry. That yeah. was that was a five well, – no, I wouldn't say five, whatever. Whatever the equivalent of a five-star for a television show. It was close. <laughs> yeah. it, it, had every, it had everything you wanted. I couldn't take my eyes off the television, which in this day and age is very, very hard to get me to do. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good way to put it as well, actually. It captured my full attention, didn't look looked look down once, didn't want to do anything else. And man, Pete Dunne's a star. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy that he gets to keep that belt and move into this new show as champion. It's a nice little nod to him. and uh, He deserves his, it. Yeah, he's, I mean, his run has been really, really good. And I guess he's turned face successfully. And yeah, it's interesting. It is interesting indeed. A uh, an honorable mention to the uh, British crowd from those two days because they were fa- they were fantastic. I'll be that one guy at those UK tapings chanting, "Hey Tony, ooh ah!" So look out for that. <laughs> yeah, no, just no. <laughs> All right, Signiac, that'll do it for another episode of NXT for Two UK Edition? Question mark. Sure. Do we have to change the name? Do we have to change the name of the show? Fuck that! I'm not changing it. Not happening. NXT for two happen. worldwide. Yes, done. That actually done. <laughs> I, I, I will fully approve of that. We'll get we'll get some some globe trotting logos going on. <laughs> All right. Speaking of logos, if you want to buy some of our t-shirts, not including NXT for two, because we don't have a logo yet. Thanks, Danny Schlag, you jerk. <laughs> uh, you can get those at thesteelcageshop.com. You can find us on Twitter. Don't follow me. I'm at J.A. Sprung. Uh, Sinaiac, you change your name, and I forget what it is all the time. No. Nice. I'm a terrible, terrible host. Yeah. It's Sinaiac underscore one, two, three. And also, while we're doing the plugs, feel free to check out my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Sinaiac. The most recent video out now is a review of Mario and Rabbids for the Switch, and there's a new video coming out for Patreon soon, which is for a very obscure and very strange Resident Evil game. Yes, speaking of that plug, you should probably check out Unfunny Nerd Tangent as well because that's random and strange in a way that those guys probably cover, I'm assuming, right? Same sure. kind of thought? Yeah. Uh, what else? You can email us, podcast at thesteelcage.com with the title tagline NXT for two. That'll get to us via Josh. But as Always, all roads lead to at the steel cage or thesteelcage.com. Uh, like, comment, rate, subscribe, review, smash that like button, like all those stupid <laughs> oh, asshole internet people say. I fucking hate that. It's, <laughs> it's so dumb. It's the worst. It, I, I completely agree. That's why I like saying it because it just pisses me off. Because like, you're the worst. I thank you. <laughs> thank you. And if you don't take your shoes off at the mere sight of Zach Gibson, you don't know NXT. Oh. All right, we, we good to go. Levels are checked. Yada, yada. Uh, yeah. Do some speaking. I speak. All right, I cool. talk. That looks good. I protect. I protect. I attack. <laughs> I make memes. Yeah. <laughs>